Shumrabyug. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Welcome back to On Shumrabyug, the digital tiny room. I am very popular character on the podcast, Michal McRide, and a very unfortunate series of events have brought me back this week, much to the excitement or not excitement of many of the listeners. And I am joined this week on the podcast, Michal McRide is my name, I am joined on the podcast by noted Dublin Protestant, it's Ben. Hello, Ben. Did you do who would you Now, I let you on this podcast, Paddy, because I needed to have representation from you native scum. I certainly won't be putting up with that for the rest of this you'll podcast. Never, you'll never bloody take the farm away from us, Benjamin, you Protestant landlord, you bastard. As long as there's breath in my lungs, Paddy, land will be taken. Oh, now, I'm not trying to steer you in any sort of direction there, Ben, but when you said breath in my lungs, that would have been a good time to do the theme music, I felt. Oh, you mean like this? <gasps> theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have any theme music. Very good. Benjamin, <laughs> why don't you tell the listeners, Benjamin, what unfortunate series of rents has brought me, Michal McRide, the podcast's most popular character, back <laughs> onto the bay, onto the screen, onto the earbuds. Benjamin, what do you say on a podcast? Onto the screen, onto the page, onto the what? Onto, onto, the, the, air, onto the airwaves, Michael. Onto, onto the, the airwaves. airwaves. Onto the airwaves. Now, you wouldn't know much about that, Michael, because you're from an Ireland where technology didn't exist. Yes, um, Mullingar. <laughs> Mullingar, Michael, and uh, as you know, uh, the 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 radio or or the the airwave box, as you would have known it back in the day. Yeah, no, we'd call it the old wireless. The wireless. We'd be listening, we'd be listening to what's that fella? He's always doing the singing thing. Right. You know the fella. The fella <laughs> Dan- people Daniel in the country. O'Donnell. Yeah, we'd be listening to Daniel O'Donnell in <laughs> the country, the- listening to the songs that he'd be doing and singing about the mountains. Whatnot. Right. For for anyone who hasn't tuned out, for anyone who hasn't <laughs> given up on this episode. <laughs> Uh, this week, our island, our reputation, and our culture was assaulted. <laughs> Once again, Benjamin. <laughs> Once again. Like it was for 900 years by your people. And we can confirm that Hollywood is indeed at it again. <laughs> because no, Benjamin. We're stuck in a slightly bad situation here because once again I've gone into the Michal McRide and as you know, Benjamin, I do find it very hard to sidle out of him. You, so you, I'm going to have to take a few minutes. You sound an awful lot out. more like Bosco than you do like Michael <laughs> McRide. <laughs> well, Bosco, of course, very famously is part of the Dublin McRides. <laughs> anyway, Michael, this week we were treated to a trailer called Wild Mountain Time named after the famous Irish folk song. Famous Scottish folk song, Ben, I think you'll find. Oh, is it? <laughs> Jeez, yeah. I've certainly never heard it of you. No. Uh, more importantly, Michael, that's based on the, quite frankly, horrific, borderline racist uh, play Outside Mullingar, uh, written by an American, on the stories that his parents told him of the old country. Oh, it'd be the hokey-de-dokey. And uh, what we're introduced to there, Michael, is uh, Emily Blunt... She's a famous English woman. Noted English woman, Emily Blunt. Don't know where Saoirse Ronan was. Maybe she had too much dignity to get involved. Maybe she said, will I fuck being that? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's probably it, Michael. Uh, We have Irishman Jamie Dornan. No, is he not from the UK, Benjamin? Well, it depends on who you ask, Michael. That's going to get me in all kinds of trouble. Uh, Jamie Dornan from the north of Ireland. 
and uh, he should know better. He should. Well, the good thing is, Ben, I suppose that Jamie Dornan at least would be doing a good accent. Yeah, you'd think that, wouldn't you? You'd think that, Michael. But Did you read what he said, Benjamin? I'm from only 120 miles from where it's shot. So it was grand for me. I don't think Jamie has ever travelled around Ireland where the accent can change from one neighbourhood to the next, let alone one county to the next. Sure, Benjamin, look, don't we only live 10 minutes from each other? Look how different we need to be sounding. <laughs> so, Michael. Go on. You've hit the nail on the head here with... with Favourite podcast character, Michael McRide. The accents Michael here McRide, actually. are just Michael McRide. Sorry, nod to your Gaelic roots there. Uh, Very good, yeah. I'm from Mullingar, you know. Michael McRide uh, probably has a better accent than Emily Blunt, Jamie Dornan, and noted thespian Christopher Wacken. Christopher Wacken from <laughs> Mullingar. Once upon a time in <laughs> Ireland. <he> doing? <laughs> where the fields are green and the cliffs are... Vast. There were two people madly in love, and they loved each other very much, don't you know? And uh, I had a pint and sit my son down and said, now, look, son, you're going to have to put a ring on it because we're a good Catholic country. Oh, well, there's no doubt. I tell you what, I'm, I've been practicing me proposing on the old donkey across in the field, across the way. And, oh, would you be loving the rosemary? No, I have to say. Now, Dad, do you ever think that maybe Rosemary Dad is an English woman essentially doing Irish face? Son, son, <laughs> wash that from your mouth. Rosemary is as Irish as the land itself, as the green grass that grows on the hills, as the wind that whips through our valleys. As the Highlands, that's Scotland. The high, the 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 Moors, that's Wales. The 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 as Ireland itself. Very good, Benjamin. Yeah, I think all this really shows us is that this film is no more about Ireland than it is for Ireland. No, it's a fictional Ireland created for Irish Americans who have believed a very very fetishized version of our. Yeah, good and Green I don't Island. think anyone would care if it didn't have an Irish person who should definitely know better, and an English person who should probably know better in it. I I think Michael, I think the great insult of Emily Blunt was she turned around to Jamie Dornan and said, "Is this grand? It's said, grand." So Jamie Dornan said it was yeah, okay. Jamie Dornan should be taking all the responsibility for this. It. it it's, it's all on, on him. him. He said, Benjamin, that, um, have you ever been to Mullingar? They speak English like Americans gargling lucky charms. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Jesus Christ. Like, that's just insulting for everyone it, involved. That's not it's great. It's like, in the modern times as well, Ben. That's one of the best things about it. I think it's supposed to be the 60s or something. I don't know if it is the 60s. John Hamm doesn't look like he's from the 60s. John Hamm starring, of course, as Hollywood actor John Hamm. But he's got, yeah, a he's car. got a car and got a big fancy he, car. And he turns to Rosemary and he says, do you want to come to, uh, do you want to come to America with me? And she, she does. <laughs> she goes, it was go. he who kissed oh, me. <laughs> That's my favorite part, Michael, is that syntax seems to have forgotten its place. It was he who kissed film. me. It was he that kissed me. <laughs> Get it out of here, Ben. You should other, be banished from the land. There's other wonderful stereotypes, Michael, like Jamie Dorn turning around and going, the rest of Ireland might like to fight and drink, but not me, Rosemary, not me. Yeah, he's a he's a good boy. That's very, very... I talk about fucking whacking the entire country with one slap of the shillelagh. Like, that's ah, very good. brutal. Uh, no, it is paddy whackery of the highest form, Michael. It is also currently experiencing... 
as one of my friends says, one of the greatest marketing boosts, apropos of nothing, um, that has ever been seen. Through sheer it's, insult to a nation. It's going to be great, Ben. People are going to love it. It's the Emily in Paris for Ireland. We are going to have to go and watch it. You know that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're going to have to do an episode on yeah. that. Uh, f- what's what's the one where Amy Adams can't find a husband? Uh, leap year. Leap year. And um, what's the one where um, uh, Million Dollar Baby is dead? Oh... I don't remember PS, I the love name you. of that one. P.S. I gonna, love you. That's yeah. Just, we're gonna that's have it. to. We're gonna have to do a, a romantic comedy special. And Ben, we'll have to include my favorite one, uh, the the matchmaking one with Julian Garofalo, because that's actually quite good. Oh yeah, that's that's a real deep cut. Okay, so yeah, we're yeah. doing Irish romance. All right, we'll do in it in a future episode. Uh, very good, Benjamin. I'm actually quite looking forward to that. That should be a really yeah, that would be very episode. good. And Benjamin will even get special guest host Michael Mc Michal McRide in, <laughs> and he'll stay for the whole episode. Noted favourite character of the podcast audience. People <laughs> love McRide. People love Mihal McRide, Ben. They're always tweeting us and saying, can we have more of Mihal McRide? Can we get him on? Only if we can get noted Hollywood star Christopher Walken in here. Why's Christopher Walken in it? Um, in which? In, why is he in the film? I don't know. Cause he just <laughs> got, I don't think Christopher Walken is even Irish-American. No, I don't think I, he I is. Think, I think that's the thing. Like, it's, I'd understand if it was somebody like, I don't know, who's? Sean who's Connery. No, he's dead. He, oh, he's dead. Um, um, who? Liam Neeson. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Grant, put Liam in it. Then you'd have one accent. Now, it wouldn't work because people from Mullingar don't sound like Liam Neeson. No, nobody sounds like <laughs> but, Liam Neeson did. But at least it would be an Irish accent. Bloody hell. Benjamin, let's move yeah. on from that to another fucking unmitigated disaster. Yeah, I mean, Michael, you'd think, right? Let's, yes. Let me, let me pitch an idea to you, Michael. Okay, you pitch an idea to me, I'll catch the idea. So, next-gen console PS5 has just dropped. Right. Video games, it would be fair to say, Michael, are one of the dominant forms of entertainment in our society today. If not the dominant, Ben, I think they make more than movies and music combined. I think that's fair, Michael. Now, you know the Avengers, Michael. I've heard of them. Quite frankly, a worldwide phenomenon. Marvel's Captain America. Marvel's Captain America. uh, An Anthony Stark. Yes. Marvel's Uh, Kamala Khan. A one Camembert Larson. Oh, very uh, good. It's it's like there's a lot of you know there's a lot of movies there, yeah, that have become very very popular. And Michael, popular what I wanted to yeah. say to you, yeah. let's take let's take worldwide phenomenon Marvel Comics Avengers. I've heard of them, yeah, and we'll slap it together with the most dominant form of entertainment on the planet. Are you suggesting Ben a video game based on Marvel's comic Avengers? But not only that, Michael, we'll take advantage of the huge uh, mass multiplayer online market that exists from things like Fortnite and so on and so forth. And we'll put that in there too, Michael. I can't miss. How could it fail? How How could it fail, fail, Michael? How Um, could it fail? Quite frankly, Michael, through a series of delays and lack of advertising because they thought this was a done deal, it's kind of fallen flat and nobody wants to play the game because it's not very good. (laughs) I don't think it's delays and lack of advertising, Ben, though. I think it's because it's not very good. Yeah, I think it's probably just because it's not very good. I was trying to be nice, Michael. I was yeah, no, to give no, them it's because it's it's because it's not very good, Ben. It's because it's not very good, and it's swamped with your arch nemesis microtransactions. Bloody microtransactions, Michael! Hate them. Now, Ben, hate them. Let's explain mi- microtransactions, not microaggressions. Uh, well, I'm not a big fan of those either, Michael. But no. uh, yeah, microtransactions are, for example, um, <clears throat> when you're playing a game, Michael. Yes. 
uh, and you're you're quite good at the game, but for some reason you can't quite beat a level. Or you there maybe Michael, if you're getting a bit of loot from the game, it's not the best loot you could get. Right, right. Is there any could, way I could? Is there any way I could stop that Ben with a credit card? Yeah, there is, Michael. You could go into your parents' uh, purse and or wallet. Right. You could fish around. You could you could get that out there, and you could go to the online store, Michael, and you could buy yourself some in-game currency. Mm. Uh, now, the in-game currency is important, Michael, because once you've bought the product you want, you still have leftover in-game currency. But that in-game currency isn't useful now because you don't have enough to buy your next thing. So you'll have to go and buy more in-game currency to make up the deficit that you have to buy something else because you don't want to waste the in-game currency. Uh, and that is the world of microtransactions. It is uh, pay to advance or pay to do better. Um, pay to win, Ben. Pay to win is pay the model win, I was looking for. That's the yeah. one that was escaping me the whole yeah, yeah. time. Thank you, yeah. Michael. Benjamin. Um, yeah. It's averaging less than a thousand players playing online at any given time. That's not Worldwide, good. Ben. Worldwide, Michael. Worldwide, 752 players online during November on average. 752. Players, Ben, in the world. <laughs> Marvel's Avengers, Ben, you've heard of it. I think more people listen to our podcast, Michael. <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> We've finally beaten Marvel. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> that's good that's, news for the day. That's no good. No, no, no es bueno, Ben. Uh, it's lost 96% of its players, which is absolutely insane. Um, and It must like, be shockingly bad, so. It's actually not that bad. That's the funny thing. Oh. But it's that it should have been great. Mm. And people thought it was going to be as good as the latest Spider-Man game on the PlayStation, which has been very well received. Yes, because that's doing phenomenally well. That's doing very well. So much so that it's getting a kind of side quill in the Miles Morales game. Yes, it is. It's 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 gone and gotten one. Of, it, it's a full game, though, isn't it? Miles Morales is a full. It's a full game, but it's based on the same game. So it's based on the same engine, same yeah, idea. Yeah, it's a sidequel rather okay. than a sequel. Well, but I mean, anyway, Ben, any other video game news for Michael and Benjamin's video game podcast? So, Michael, I found out about this a couple of weeks ago, Michael, but you've Go jogged on. my memory on it. Michael, uh, launching uh, five days ago was Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the latest installment in the Assassin's Creed franchise. Right. Are they going to the heaven of the Norse warriors, Ben? Is that what's going going, on? They're going to the heaven of the Norse warriors to assassinate all the gods, Michael. Oh. Um, No, what it actually is is a Viking-themed Assassin's Creed, Michael, because what they do now, the game that once prided itself on historical accuracy is just like, ah, well, it'd be cool if they had axes and braids, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they've done all that. I think they're hopping on slightly late to the Viking craze. I think they're maybe a year out of date for the Viking craze. But Possibly. Look, but look, it'll be grand. But Michael, that's not the exciting thing for us in the podcast. The exciting thing for us, come September 2021. Yes. There'll be a bloody expansion launched. Oh. And, and it's called Assassin's Creed Valhalla Wrath of the Druids. Oh. Now, Michael. Go on. You and I both know when we hear the word druids, our little Celtic pagan ears prick up and we go, oh, Jesus, what's that? I actually Uh, go, oh, Jesus, what's that? Yeah, because Michael McRide, your Hulk-like alter ego springs out. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Excellent sneeze there. Um, A shillelagh forms in your hand. The paddy cap actually grows into your skull as you morph into Michael McRide. Or Michal McRide, as the case may be. Anyway, Michael, uh, Assassin's Creed is set to include the world of Ireland uh, in the Viking era. 
in their game come September 2021, uh, including the slave trade of Dublin. Oh, very good. Very historically accurate. Very historically accurate, Michael, because during the Viking period, which was, uh, you're better at this than me, dates are... 760-something, I think. Yeah, 760-something. So we'd say the 8th century, Michael. During the 8th century, uh, Dublin gained economic... uh, kind of prominence due to the fact that it was a, a bustling slave trade hub. Oh, hooray! Oh, hooray! Oh, hooray! So for anyone who's out there and often says, oh, the Irish were never involved in slavery, we did it before anybody else, lads. We did it well, before anybody else. Was it not the Vikings, else. though, Ben? Ah, it was, but that's pretty much us, Michael. If you're from Dublin, there's a little bit of Viking in there somewhere. Excuse me, love, do you have a bit of Viking in you? <laughs> would you, oh, would no. you bloody like some? No, no, we're not. Would no, you? no, we're would not you? being scuppered. Stop would that. you? Stop would you that. Bloody, would you? Stop it. Would you bloody like some? Stop it. Give over. Okay, I will. Give over. Bloody, this is why we can't have a nice night out when you're around. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. That is very much untrue. (laughs) Uh, You didn't like it so much now, did you? Did you? Ben. 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 Anyway, one of the most interesting things about this expansion is... That it's going to allow you to wander around Ireland in the Viking period. They've redesigned all the the Cronogs, which are tree forts for people that don't. Not tree forts in the traditional sense. They're little islands that... Um, They're island forts, Ben. Island forts. Um, yeah. So that's all going to exist and you're going to get to run around. And as you do, you're going to untangle the mysteries of the Druids, which are... There's a, a cult of Druids, Michael, in this. What are They're, they going, to be to? Your, they're going to be your primary enemy and they're called the Children of Danu. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. So the Danu is one of our, you can't really say that they were Irish gods, one of our Irish supernatural beings, mm. um, part of the original race. You had Lug and Danu and, and all the gang. All and, the gang, uh, all the lads, yeah. They're going to run around and uh, you're going to beat up some druids, Michael. Oh, good. Yeah, which I think is pretty interesting. I think that's the first time I've seen Ireland majorly featured in a video game. I can't think of another one. I mean, we've had some representation in video games. We've had the very strange Succubus Morrigan character from... St- it's not Street Fighter. It's Darkstalkers. I think she's Thank Scottish, you. though. It depends, really, on who's the voice actress. Sometimes they I think she's Scottish. Sure. I, think I think the character of Morgan Ainsland is canonically Scottish. Scottish. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Never mind, then. It looks like Children of Danu and the Wrath of the Druids will be the, the first time. I'm just looking that up for you, Ben. It'll be good. Thanks for looking that up. Yeah, for me. She's, she's Scottish. She's Scottish. So they've got some deer antlers strapped to their head. It looks pretty interesting. Um, Classic. It's going to be very Celtic, very mystic-y, very this and that and these and those. And you're going to do a let's play, are you, Ben, on Twitch? We probably should do a let's play, Michael, shouldn't we? Um, we, we probably should. I'm going to have to get a PS5 to do that. You'll get a PS5, Ben. We'll set you up. You'll do a Twitch stream. You'll be Ireland's first ever male e girl. Yeah, because no, Jacksepticeye guy doesn't have that title already. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, I'll give it a go. I'll Very dress good. up in my fishnets yes. and uh, I'll sell my bath water. Yeah. And that's what I'll do. I've got all the outfits for you. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm looking forward to building my own simp nation. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to <laughs> What are we to doing? It. Why are we talking about video games and simps? This isn't our usual topic. Anyway, looking forward yes. to that. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Wrath of the Druids, some Irish <laughs> representation. Let's hope they don't get Christopher Walken to voice the chief druid. Yeah. The Earth. Druids. Do you want to give me a go? You want no. Me to do it? No. <laughs> no. I'm happy Listen, enough with that. 
Oh. It's time for a sacrifice. That's it's not up to me. It's up to Dano. Dano. That's... There you go. Yeah, that was better. That was better than yeah. my one. Yeah. Benjamin. Yep, yep, yep. Why don't you tell us, though? All of this video game and Ireland talk aside, Benjamin, who even are the new mutants? <laughs> okay, that was uh, <laughs> excellent segue, Michael. Thank you. Thank excellent you very segue. much. So the New Mutants, Michael, are a 1982 series from Marvel Comics. You know what uh, else came out in 1982, Ben? You? Bloody this. Oh, yeah, you've spoiled it. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was Ben. I was going to say, Ben, what what had two thumbs and came out in 1982? Bloody this guy. You're nearly 10 years older than me, Michael. Yeah. That's, that's mad. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah, yeah. That's mad. Has, have you always been nearly 10 years older than me? No, no. Okay. That's not how time works. Okay, that's interesting. That's right, Ben, interesting. so the year is 1982. I'm a swaddling babe. You're a swaddling babe, and yes. you're handed your first Chris Claremont comic. Oh, good. Well, that seems age inappropriate, but all right. Which will really inspire the rest of your life and all <laughs> the strange, strange things that you're into. Yeah. Because that's Chris. what Chris Claremont does. Because Chris Claremont, as we've noted on the podcast several times, Loves a bit of bondage. Uh, but New Mutants is is pretty not like that, to be fair. It's tame. It's it's pre-Claremont Claremont. Yeah. It's and it's before he, he let his freak side out, let's be honest. He he his freak flag was firmly folded away at the bottom of his closet. Um mm. and it would come out later, but not in this. So the the New Mutants, probably for the reason that it features so many young people, Michael. Yeah. And um, they're very young, Ben. And they're very young, and that's what makes it kind of better that he doesn't let that freak flag fly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the New Mutants, Michael, initially were a team of mutants that weren't old enough to be in the main X-Men. Right. But still needed a little bit of guidance because they were mutants. Yeah, that's funny you say that, Ben. Not actually the story in the comics. That has kind of become the the reverse oh. history. But in the comic, that's not what happens at all. Professor X has just lost the X-Men. <gasps> Dun, dun, and, dun. and he has no interest in forming a new team and oh, watching no. them all die. And well, good fair. old Myra McTaggart, Ben. Oh, Myra. She's like, but Professor, we found these feckin' new mutants and they don't have to be a special team like the X-Men. You can just help them to learn their powers. Except that Moira McTaggart is Scottish and not Michael Michal McBride's sister. No, very don't worry Scottish. about the, the accent, Jesus Ben. Christ. Just imagine you're Jamie Dornan and it doesn't matter. They all sound the same anyway. Sure, I was born on an island only only a little bit away from the other island. Exactly. So, um, yeah, there he he they they come across Captain Captain Xavier has to save them all <laughs> and gather them up into one little gang, Captain and they Rogan. kind of become superheroes. Um, by default, because they need to to rescue each other. Well, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save it's a bit different. Other. A little so, tiny bit different. That initial lineup, Michael, is very international. I think one of the so other international. things um, that made it very interesting is we don't we don't have that many Yankee Doodle Dandies. Just two. Just out just of five. the two, Michael. We have Cannonball. Yeah. Or Samuel Guthrie, and he's got a bit of a propulsion power. He he makes what is this? Bio Th- energy. Oh, oh or it's something. even better, Michael. It's even better. It's even more makey uppy. Thermochemical energy that shoots out of his arse and he can fly around like a cannonball. It doesn't shoot out of his arse. It doesn't shoot out of his arse. It, it would be. That's a much more, uh, that's a much more Mark Miller. No, not Mark Miller. Is that who I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, you mean, um, the cat that hangs outside your window, Garth Ennis. 
Garth Ennis character, yeah. Thermokinetic energy shoots out of his arsehole. Um, <laughs> go on, yeah. We have Karma from Vietnam. Yeah. And she kind of has a possession power. She can yeah. mentally she inhabit does. folks. Yeah, she just possess you. Uh, and her name is Jeanne Coy Man. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm going to have to... No, that that is her name. I'm just... I'm I'm tentatively stepping due to my quite frankly poor pronunciation of Vietnamese names so apologies mm. to any Vietnamese listeners mm. get Christopher uh, Walken to do it uh, uh, no I, you know what I just don't feel like it's in good taste Michael I'm not going right. to do it All right, fine. I'm not going to do All right. it alright that's fine <laughs> do you just let the listeners down <laughs> don't you dare incite the listeners expectations to get me to do things Michael how dare you okay I won't I won't how very won't. dare you um, moving on from there we have Mirage or uh, Danielle Moonstar or Danny Moonstar she's kind of later known in mm. the comics and she's uh, of the Cheyenne Native American tribe she is so she's, she's a Native American and she can create incredibly realistic illusions yeah of your greatest fears of your greatest fears so she's and they're she's, coming to get you she's described in the Marvel database as an empathic illusionist mmm um, which is very difficult to say when you're hammered. When she attacked you, Ben, you were attacked by Chris Claremont comics. Yeah, just stacks and stacks of Chris Claremont comics of women being tied in just horrific depictions. Don't it's forget like, tentacles. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of tentacles, in fairness. Chris Claremont. Just... Thank God he didn't let the freak flag fly in this one. Uh, no, moving on from it. there, Michael, we had yeah. Sunspot or Roberto da Costa. Yeah, he's from Brazil, Ben. He's from Brazil. And he had superhuman strength fooled by sunlight. He's he's yeah. kind of he turns into a, a charcoaly, sunspotty looking son of a gun. Yeah, and uh, he's a bit like Nightcrawler without a tail and no teleportation. He's, he's you know when he bounces <laughs> because he's because he's black. No, because he turns into the big black sunspotty thing. Okay, but I, I don't see the connection with Nightcrawler there at all. But all right, his, his effect is often drawn the same way with different colors. They have the same okay. kind of smoky thingy. Right. Yeah, anyway. He's not the human torch though, Ben. He's not the human torch. He, does he have energy projection? It depends. Sometimes he does, usually he doesn't. Okay, it depends on who's writing him at the time. What yeah, they need at the time. What, when he was in when he was in X-Men last st- Days of Future Past, he did. Like, but when he was in blast. X-Men even when he was in X-Men Days of Future Past, he was he was human torch. Oh, that's good. Mm. Or is it? I mean, no. I don't know. Probably no, not. not and then, Michael, in, in the the last of the original lineup was uh, Wolfsbane or Rain mm. Sinclair. Oh, a bit of hokey. Uh, and she's Scottish. Yes. Not same. Irish. It's all the same, isn't it? Um, and she had two different forms. She could transform herself into an L wolf. Yeah. Or kind of a werewolf thingy. She could be a wolf or a, or a human or anything in between. Or anything in between, Michael. She'd go through the phases. Mm. Um, and that was the original lineup, Michael. That was the original gang. Um, and largely the reason we're talking about this that's kind of the original gang that we have in the New Mutants movie with some notable additions yes because Ben the New Mutants movie is out tomorrow by the time you're listening to this yeah oh, oh. it's out tomorrow on streaming services oh, of course look Ben look at that of course Ben look at that for timing that is not like us we should have been talking about this months too late imagine like we it's almost like we planned it with a new calendar that we have to write down the ideas so we can time things a little better we do have the calendar the calendar of writing down ideas we call it Benjamin (laughs) that's what it's called that's what it's called Um, I don't think we need to particularly get into the history of the New Mutants film it was filmed three years ago four years ago possibly four years now and it went through a series of uh, trials and tribulations, Ben, including the buyout of, of Fox by Disney. Yep. Then COVID, 
then it actually got a very limited cinema release. I think for it got contractual reasons. And now again. it's and then it got like the cinemas closed and no one went to see the damn thing. And now then it's coming to its real final home and resting place, home streaming cinema. Emphasis on resting place in this particular case. Um I mean it has a fairly solid cast. It has a very good cast, Ben. It has um your favourite and mine, uh Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy, who we talked it about has, in the podcast last week, with it uh, has a very young Maisie Queen's Williams, Gambit. a very baby Maisie Williams, who, when this was made, was at the height of her fame. It probably would have been a good time to release it back then, you know, yeah, when yeah, she yeah, was exactly. very relevant. Well, that's the funny thing, Ben. When they were filming it, Maisie Williams was definitely the biggest star in it. But I would say Anya Taylor Joy is now. Yes, I think it's probably had a little shift, a little shift in the power dynamic. They have that drugs fella, Ben. You know the drugsman. Oh, the, the, the lad who got caught in the airport, who's also in the Stranger Things too. The Stranger and Things, one Charlie something. Whatever. He's English as well. He's English doing a, a Southern American accent. So that's oh. probably just as bad as Jamie Dornan's. It probably isn't. I generally find that if you want to get a good, decent accent out of people, get a British actor with a bit of training to do it. I don't know. Emily Blunt is one of the best actresses of her generation. Is she? Isn't she? Is that true? I think Jamie J- Emily Blunt is generally well considered. Jamie Blunt or Emily Dornan. Um, Emily Doran, yeah. Benjamin. Yes. So it has a good cast. It does. It does. And it has a very interesting premise, Ben. Go on, you tell me, Michael. The new mutants, Ben, are mutants who, um, you know, the world knows about mutants, Ben. The world knows about the X-Men. Good. The world knows about superheroes. But when mutants are first revealed, Ben, often it's in spectacular and horrible ways. Yes, they have a bit of a, a, a bloody a violent manifestation. So you'll remember, Ben, for example, that Rogue accidentally put her boyfriend in a coma. It wasn't great, Michael. Or Cyclops blasted some people, presumably. I mean, we can only hope. And it's often implied that Jean Grey caused a car crash with her parents. She's a terrible person, Michael. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, Ben... What what this movie presents to us is a special kind of home, a special kind of mental asylum. It's not a mental asylum, Ben, but it's a mental asylum. You know what I mean? Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Get in wink, the wink. get it's, in the padded room there, will you? Yeah, it's it's not a mental asylum, but it is a mental asylum. But it is a mental and asylum, it, and it's a home, Ben, run by um, a mysterious mutant benefactor. Oh, who hopes to uh, to train new mutants, Ben? so that they can eventually move on to his special team of mutants. See what I'm saying, Ben? Who do you think it is? It's uh, almost certainly, Michael, 100% the evil doctor from the Weapon X program who's going to uh, turn them into living weapons. Uh, Very good, Benjamin. You see, that's one of the problems, is obviously you're supposed to think it's Charlie X, Mr. Charles Xavier, Captain Xavier himself. Oh, wait, was I right? No, you weren't right, but oh, you were not far off wrong either. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to ruin your bit there. No, I that's fine, Ben. I genuinely thought you're, I was picking the opposite answer. You, no, you're, you're always ruining my bit. You're supposed to think that it's Captain Xavier, Ben, and that the the lady in it, I can't even remember her name, Celia Reyes? Yes, the of doctor, course. The doctor lady. She. You're supposed to think she's a Moira McTaggart type. Type. And she's helping to train these new mutants so that they get control of their powers and they figure out what they are and then they can integrate into the X-Men. Out of the goodness of her heart. Yes. But, Benjamin, surprise, surprise, that's not what it is at all. And it turns out she's real mean. Oh, boo. Yeah, she's a real bad egg, Ben. Oh, boo, boo. 
Yeah, yeah. It's a it, look. Spoilers, Ben. We're going to go into spoilers here now. Go on. Spoilers, Ben. It's the Essex Corporation. Get out of town, Mister Sinister himself, kicking along the hallways. Of course, Benjamin. You don't see Mister Sinister himself. You never find out anything about the Essex Corporation. Oh. I watched this movie, Ben, with my good lady, my good lady friend, and she said to me, "What's that?" Yeah, and I said, "I assume it's some sort of evil corporation, dear." I would imagine. Okay. I mean, it's a pretty good guess from your good lady friend. Yeah. Um, One of the things that I really enjoy about that, Michael, is that is probably an event that has mimicked itself across the globe where many significant others have heard their partner go... The Essex <laughs> Corporation. And they've gone, what? What's what do you that? mean? What's that? What's the Essex Corporation? Are, are they bad? Are they baddies? <laughs> are you, you all right there? Do you want me to get you a glass of water? Are you okay? Yes, no, they're, they're, they're bad. They're quite bad. They're quite, the bad guys. Quite bad. Should I explain yeah. to the listeners why they're quite bad? Does it, you does explain it to the listeners who the Essex Corporation is, Ben. Because the fucking film most certainly doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so there is, a, there is a famous villain in the X-Men universe, and his name is Mr. Sinister. Yeah. And he is the very model of a modern major eugenicist. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very left-leaning. Yeah, he, he's not really at all. Um, no, but he, left sin- sinister. Oh, sinister. A, sorry, sorry. That was, was excellent. It, it that was, was excellent. excellent. Like the X-Men. Oh, very uh, good. It's full okay. of puns today. All right. Well, he's the very model of a modern major eugenicist. Um, yeah, yeah. And he enjoys tinkering with mutants to bring out their maximum potential. Mm. Um and what he tries to do in doing that is he finds ways to replicate their powers for himself. Um, Mr. Sinister is an ageless kind of Jack the Ripper-esque. Uh, He's from London in the old times, isn't he? Isn't he? He was Nathaniel Innie. Essex back in the day. Oh, mate. And he wasn't, he wasn't a bloody good guy. Tonight. He was like, oh, what's that? A little manifestation of a mutant power, eh? Oh, why don't you step into my clinic and I'll give you a right old checkup. Oh, oh mate. Oh, I'm going to get an eel pie after this way. Um, and that was, yeah, jeez. That, that was as accurate as Jamie Dornan's accent in that the film. That was as accurate as time. Jamie Dornan's accent, with apologies to any Victorian listeners who might be tuning in. Uh, <laughs> so, Nathaniel Essex is a big bad egg. He's a big white vampire looking son of a gun. Uh, he's got a gem in the middle of his skull, and he is famous for experimenting on mutants, kidnapping mutants to experiment on. And he's not very gentle. His bedside manner could use some work. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's a bad egg. Well, Ben, all of that is, of course, entirely relevant because he's not in this, which is a shame. There are eight people in this. This is a cast of eight. A cast of eight and a flop yeah. of thousands. It's it's pretty impressive to have such a small cast. I mean, yeah. So we have we have those three. Anya so Taylor Joy. Have, yeah, so we have Anya Taylor Joy, Ben. Well, hold on. Let's start from the start. We have um, uh, Maisie Williams. She plays Rain Sinclair. She's a she's a lady and a wolf. She's Lady Wolf. That's what I would have called her. Is that what she's called? Is it? <laughs> no. They don't use their codes. So she's never called Wolf Spain. She's just Rain Sinclair, who's a Lady Wolf. Well, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's a Lady Wolf. Uh, you have Roberto da Costa, Ben. He's a Brazilian playboy mil- millionaire. Oh, oh, oh uh, uh, a bit of a, a Warren. Yeah, you have Samuel Guthrie, Ben. He's played by that drugsman from um, Stranger Things. Uh, his name is Charlie Heaton, by the way. Charlie Heaton, yeah, he's English. But in this, he's from Alabama or Georgia or somewhere. Somewhere down the mines. He's from down south. Yeah. You have... Who's the other one? Oh, you have uh, Danny Moonstar. Played by Blue Hunt. Blue Hunt, Ben. She's a Native American lady. Very good and for her. You have you don't have the Vietnamese character Karma. She's been replaced, Ben. Excuse me? 
she's been replaced in a case of whitewashing with oh, Anya oh, Taylor Joy. No. Anya Taylor Joy playing the Russian Ilyana Rasputin. Oh no! Did we yeah. just nix a, a character of color? Is that what we did? We I just think went, we might have been. Look, nah, I think just roll her into magic there. Just roll her into magic. Magic is a more interesting character. So magic pen. You see, no one is called by their character name, but at one point someone says, Ileana, don't go and fight it. It's magic. And she says, yes, so am I. Does she use a Russian accent like that throughout the film? She does, yeah. Yeah, she's the oh. whole film. But uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is good at accents, so it's not annoying. It's actually all right. She is the most interesting character, Ben. Uh, yes, I've, I've heard that said of the reviews, apparently. She plays... A mean girl. She's very much the it girl at the minute, though, Michael. So I wouldn't be surprised if the reviews kind of skew her in that way. Where it's like, oh, well, Annie Taylor no. Joy is the best thing about. Well, Benjamin, I was talking to my good lady friend after watching the film New Mutants. Your good lady friend, who I you live with. Her, who I live with, yeah, she's she's within eyeshot now. And I said to her, I enjoyed that, but you know what? I enjoy superhero films, so I, of course I enjoyed it. What did you bloody think of it? Because you're not a superhero person. No, she she also enjoyed it, Ben. Oh, well, it's that's a good, good. film. That's it's cool. a good film. And in fact, if you look at the reviews of it, which came out when it was out in cinemas, Ben, which we decided not to do because we decided not to review it until people could see it safely. We we didn't want to promote a, a, a non-compliant COVID lifestyle. Exactly, Michael. Ben. So um, people generally liked it, but they said it's just not world shattering. It's not, it's nothing mad special. It's a quiet little burner. It's It's the best X-Men film that has been out in a while. Well, that is, is that high praise? I don't know if that is high it's, praise. It's not high it's praise, bar. It's, it's certainly better than Dark Phoenix. Many things It's better are. than X-Men Apocalypse. I enjoyed it more than Days of Future Past. It, it's, I mean, aside from Wolf, from Logan and Logan. Deadpool 1, but not 2. It, it's good. It's a good film. But when you have a film about five teens being held captive in a creepy mansion... It has a couple of flaws as a as a, a film about five teens being held prisoner in a creepy mansion. Well, go on, First then. flaw is the creepy goings on. It, remember, Ben, this was this was advertised as a horror film which had mutants in it. It was, but the problem with it being a horror film which had mutants in it is the source of the horror is very obviously from the beginning. Danny's powers. Oh, she's scaring everybody. See. Oh, because she creates illusions that are based on your worst fears. Exactly, Ben. And after it happens for the first time, you're like, all right, well, look, lads, this is just Danny's powers and she's a goodie and she just hasn't got control of her powers yet. So just give her a dig out and then all the scary stuff will go away and then you can just escape together. Oh, it's a it's a classic little case of revealing too soon. Oh. Is it a case of revealing too soon, Ben? Or is it just the fact that I know who Danny Moonstar is and what her powers do? Well, I mean, that's fair enough, isn't it? It's 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 the burden of knowledge, Michael. You've been cursed with... with I've been cursed with having read most of New Mutants. Yeah, that's a shame. It's a real shame. Ben. Does it spoil the suspense? Uh, for me, absolutely 100% spoiled the suspense. For and the I enjoy a horror film, Ben. You do. But I don't, I don't enjoy a horror film where the origin of the horror is clearly known right from the very... Before you even sit down to watch it, you know where the horror is going to come from. Yeah. So maybe it's best if you don't listen to this episode and just watch it. It's a bit late Too now, late isn't now. it? A bit late now. <laughs> a bit late, a bit late now. now, Ben. A bit late. A bit late. Could have said that earlier. Probably. Um, the other problem in it 
is that for a story about five teens from diverse backgrounds trapped in a in a horrible situation and trying to work together to get out. Yes. Without without all of the supernatural and superpowered trappings, Ben, you can often make a pretty good film about that. Yes, I think you probably could. Yes, Ben, The Breakfast Club, for example. It's a classic, Michael, a bottle episode, a bottle movie, all yeah. set in the one and room. What does The Breakfast Club thrive on, Ben, but character moments? Yes, a bit of tension, it was character moments. Character mo- And this is a bit lacking in character moments. The only one who really felt like a character is Ileana Rasputin. Yes, noted, noted magic user Ileana Rasputin. Because she's, she's mean. She's the mean girl. Which is character of a sort. She, she's the closest to a fully developed character in it. Hmm. She has a backstory about why she's mean. Hmm. Um, her backstory informs the things that she's frightened of. And those things that she's frightened of... Um, proved to be the main threat for three quarters of the film. Oh, well, that is interesting. Yeah, so she is arguably the main character. So did the other Demi characters... With Star as the point of view character. So the other characters don't get that kind of development. We don't understand why they're afraid of the things that they're afraid of or... Well, we do. Each of them gets a scene. For okay. example, Ben, Rain... Knights but Lady Wolf, as you call her. Um, <laughs> yes, her origin is exactly the same as the comics. She is a young Catholic girl. Yes. From wee bonnie Scotland. And does Maisie Williams do an old Scottish accent? She does a mild Scottish accent. Ah, she doesn't over-egg the pudding, to my opinion. But That's good. I don't know, I'm not Scottish. Um, and she goes to confession, Ben, and tells a priest about what's going on. And he reacts very poorly, Ben. As, as they often do, Michael, when you confess a bit of sin. And he he lynches her, essentially, and oh. brands her. He brands her with a W, Ben. Boo. For a witch. And then later he attacks her again. And he attacks her with the W, but it's turned upside down and now it's an M. Do you get it? Mutant. Exactly, Ben. Oh, very good, Michael. Exactly. Very good. Very good. Samuel Guthrie, Ben, um, he caused a cave-in which killed his dad and all all the work crew. Down the mines. Yeah. Um Ileana Rasputin, Ben, appears to have been a child sex slave for the Russian mob. Fuck. Where, yeah, gross. Jesus, gross where did that come from? Gross and horrible. Oh, Michael. So that's what, that that's what's wrong with her. nowhere. Yeah, yeah, that's what's wrong with her. Jesus. It's never, it's never flat out said, Ben, but it's, it's very heavily implied. Jesus. That's what the smiling creepy men are. Ugh. Yeah, 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 no use. Oh, that's so dark. Very unpleasant. Didn't know where and, that came from. I was just like, okay. Right. Sunspot killed his girlfriend. Oh, in classic Sunspot, classic you powers dickhead. coming alive <laughs> moment. Had a rogue moment. Yeah, he had a rogue moment. Um, the, one of, some, of, some of the odd things are, Ben, I don't know if you've read the origin comics of the New Mutants from 1982, the year I also originated. Yes, I've read your origin comic, Michael, that you wrote and illustrated yourself and made me read when I did this podcast. Yes, um, that was good. It's one of my favourites. It was very Benjamin, good. In the, in the original comic, Danny Moonstar is the firecracker, non-rule-following killer of the group. Badass. Yeah. And in this, she's reduced to the point of view... What's going on? Why is it all happening to me, character? And Ileana Rasputin steals her role as the firecracker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Ileana Rasputin steals Lockheed. What? Yeah, Lockheed, traditionally associated with Shadowcat, Sprite, Kitty Pride. Yes, Kitty Pride. Yeah, in, in this movie, she's uh, 
he's Ileana's dragon, not hers. Lockheed is a little dragon, ladies and gentlemen. He's a little alien dragon that flies around. Is he a real dragon in this? Is he a... He, he's, he's a hand puppet. Oh. But her powers seem to be based around magic, so she seems to have the ability to turn him real. That's interesting. And he turns back into a hand puppet then. Oh, maybe that's not interesting. I don't know. No, it is. It's good. I don't know. It's good. Uh, look, Ben, it's a good film. Oh, that's good, Michael. That's good. It's an it's an overall good film. The The creepy stuff is creepy enough. Okay. The, the superpower stuff, there's arguably not enough about it, but it's not supposed to be a superpower team film. Okay. You know, each of them use their powers essentially once in the Dumont, where for the last 10 or so minutes, it becomes a superhero fighting film. Well, that's good. We, we need a little bit yeah. of that at the end. It's a bit lacking in character moments. It doesn't have a great Breakfast Club moment. And oh. if, if it had, if it had a little bit more character development between the five main characters, it could have been ace. I would have gladly watched the sequel to this, Ben. Really, Michael? Gladly. I would have gladly seen a sequel to this. I think it could have been quite good. And I think there was potential for developing the characters and making it very interesting. That is interesting, Michael. That's a shame. But I also think Fox would have ruined it. No, they tend to. By, you know, only bringing three of them back and introducing nine more in the sequel. Well, you see, you have to have it for merchandising rights, you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just ruined it. Funnily enough, Ben, in the X-Men films... A lot of the, you know, you have to bring in a lot of characters to, for merchandising. The X-Men films didn't sell a lot of merchandise. They didn't sell a lot of toys. They didn't sell Happy Meals and stuff that needed new characters coming in all the time. See, that's the thing. I would argue a lot of the time, some of what was lost in those original X-Men films, Michael, is they're a bit too realistic. Um, mm. So they don't appeal to children in the same way. I think for a lot of people... That 90s era X-Men, right? 90s cartoon X-Men. Yeah. It's kind of peak have a shelf aesthetic. over there, Ben. Yes, you have, you have said action figures right over mm. there. And Michael, in that regard, they're kind of prime merchandising aesthetic. They're yeah, yeah, brightly yeah. colored. They're very distinct from one another. Um, distinguishing facial features, distinguishing costumes, a bloody ethnically ambiguous lady in a long coat who shoots That's sparklers Jubilee. out of her fingers. She's, I know she, who she's it is. She's not ethnically ambiguous. She's Chinese. Oh, is she? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a bit racist making the Chinese character have fireworks powers, isn't it? Is that racist? <laughs> is that racist? She's, Chi- she's Chinese-American. She was adopted. Is that racist of me to assume or is it racist of the people yeah, yeah, who made no, it? it's racist of you, I think. Oh, it's racist no, of me. No, it's racist. Oh, shite. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not great, is it? Mm. I nearly made so, it through a whole episode. Um, anyway, you were going on about merchandising. Sorry, yeah. Those are, those are like peak prime merchandising aesthetic. And the problem the X-Men movies had, especially in the early days, let's say X-Men 1, 2, and 3, um, yeah. with noted bad egg Brian Singer. Um, those are just actors in black costumes and it's not very exciting for kids to want to buy. Um, Benjamin, those films, you see, you were too young, I feel. Probably. Because you were a kid. But those films were seminal films. And I don't mean covered in jizz, Ben. I mean, they were vital to the pop culture landscape that we have today. And you could not release the Marvel Cinematic Universe today without the groundwork laid by those X-Men films. So yeah. I kind of disagree with you. Okay. I think it needed those first steps. They were the they were the nascent babes in swaddling clothes that gave us um, 
the template that Marvel used to create this ridiculous multimedia empire they have today. I mean, that's I, I wouldn't argue with that for a second, Michael. Um, in fact, I, I dare say you're absolutely 100% correct. Um, right, go on. Something that pains me, Michael. It burns my tongue as it comes out of my mouth. Um, but I, I meant for, purely from a merchandising point of view, purely from shifting uh, junk to kids and stuff like that. <laughs> you're, you're not going to... And grown men. And grown men who have rooms filled with this that make excellent soundproofing, surprisingly. Um, but yeah, in that case, it's a, it's a bit different. Do you know what I mean? It's... Um, it, they just don't work the same. They're just not colourful. There were no costume variations. Um, well, I mean, you could say that for this film because none of these characters have an iconic look in this film either. That's a shame. Yeah, like Daniel Moonstar dresses like a, a 15-year-old girl and Rain Wilson dresses like a frumpy 15-year-old girl mm. Mm. and Ileana Rasputin dresses like an edgy 17-year-old girl. And you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, it's just an just... edgy film, isn't it? That was what it originally was envisioned as. It's like, how do we make the X-Men cool and hip? I don't think that's what it is. I think you should watch it, Ben, because I quite I liked it. I don't think you'll like it because you don't like horror and you don't like things which are good. But um, you'll, you'll, I like you'll, this uh, podcast just fine. Zing! Exactly, exactly. Oh, you got it, you nailed it on there. We got us both. Anyway, Benjamin, let's wrap it up there, I think. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair enough, Michael. Michael, yes. um, if you were to recommend any kind of uh, reading, what would you recommend to go with the new... Well, I mean, for New Mutants, Ben, the original kind of saga, the opening saga, the first few issues of New Mutants from the 1980s, aren't great. Okay. They're, I mean, they're nothing special. It's It's the fourth or fifth iteration of Charles Xavier forming a team of young mutants. Right, go take a look at the fourth or fifth iteration, ladies and gentlemen. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's the fourth or fifth time. We've already had... Oh, sorry. By this stage, we've had X-Men. We've had the new X-Men. We've had X-Factor. We've had, you know... Yeah, we've gone through the gamut. Yeah, so I I can't recommend going and reading Charles Xavier forming a new team. By the way, in the comics, Ben, it's not uh, Nathaniel Essex who's the bad guy. It's Donald Pierce. Oh, noted bad egg Donald Pierce. The man who came up with the Reaver. Is it the Reavers? Yeah, the Reavers, the cyborg from the Hellfire Club. Yeah. Um, so where was I going, Ben? I thought you were, oh, were going to say Demon Donald Bear. Trump. Demon Bear. Demon Bear. Yes, Ben. So the last 20 minutes of the film is about the Demon Bear. Oh, what? The what, the old yeah. Warpath jam. No, de- no Demon Bear is uh, is Daniel Moonstar. Demon Bear. The what? Demon Bear saga is the Bill Sikhenovich. Sik- you say it. Sikhenovich? Yeah, that'll Something be. Something like that. Saga from... Um, from the New Mutants comics. What? But much further down the line, Ben. What? But, Ben, if you're going to read the Demon Bear saga, do be aware that it's about 30 issues of comic books. That's a lot. It's a commitment. It's a lot to read. So settle yourself in for a week. That's a commitment. If you want to read the Demon Bear saga. But it's not really a saga in the sense of the Dark Phoenix saga or even modern comics where things are like 12 issues. There are plenty of issues in it, which are, it's much more like old fashioned television, Ben. I it's see. an arc. It's an old, it's an overall arc, um, which has some issues which focus heavily on the Demon Bear saga, right. but some which just touch on it. Oh, well, that's interesting, you know Michael, I mean? isn't it? Oh, one of the other things, Ben, one of the funniest things in, um, New Mutants before we go is New Mutants has a, a lesbian couple, Ben. Oh, very, very modern, very inclusive. Very modern, Ben. And just before that's revealed, 
that they've fallen in love and are doing a kissy wissy. Mm-hmm. On television, the characters are shown watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And the scene they're watching is the scene where Tara and Willow fall in love and have a kissy wissy. One of the first lesbian couples on television. Bloody Chekhov steak, Michael. Chekhov steak. And then, Ben, later on, the new mutants are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And they watch the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode, Hush. Which is about silent lads with big smiley faces. Big silent lads in suits with big smiley creepy faces coming to get them. Very interesting, And then moments later... They're attacked by... So the movie really wears its inspiration on its sleeve. And what it's saying is, I liked Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so here's this film. We but about st- mutants. <laughs> we stand a Buffy. Um, that's good. That's good, Michael. Look at you. You got a little... You got a little some deep cuts for Michael Leonard. 1982. Been, bloody Buffy the Vampire just, Slayer. I have just finished watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Ben. All seven seasons. Oh, God. You poor man. You all right? No, it's great. Do you want to talk about one of the it? Best television sh- one of the best television shows of all time. We ben. do another bloody episode on that? We've done we'll do one an, already. We'll do an episode on it someday. Uh, we've already done one, but we can do another one on how it's influenced just about everything since... Just about everything, Ben. Let's wrap it up. We've been trying to wrap it up for 10 minutes. Well, I mean, you got very excited about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but ladies and gentlemen... Because it's, it's in New Mutants, Ben. Ladies and gentlemen... What did you yes. think of the New Mutants film? Are you a mm. New Mutants fan? I take it you're not because I tried to ask the Instagram and nobody got in touch with me. So. Nobody answered then <laughs> nobody for the first time ever. <laughs> for the first time ever. It was just silent as the grave. Um, so this will probably be one of our least listened to episodes of all time. Oh, um, excellent. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us and suggest some things, you can get in touch with us in lots of different places. We're on the interwebs at www.shamreview.com. That's one extra Too many w. W's? Too too many dubs. Too many dubs. Um, or you can find us on Instagram at Shomrabyog, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. My brain's not working today. Irish. Kind of. Uh, and yeah, you can get in touch with us there. If you're listening to us on one of your favourite podcast platforms, in whatever way you could give us feedback or a review, please do so. It does so help do the it. podcast get on mm. and out there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can join us in a week's time where we will be discussing the topic of It Was All a Dream. Um, or was it? Or was it? And we're going to be looking at the convention of using dreams as a narrative device and why your English teacher told you it was no good. Yeah. No good. All right, ladies I don't think that is what we were doing, Ben. Remember, we had this conversation before and you, you, you were a little bit confused then. We're doing, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing an episode on TV shows and films where it's revealed that maybe it was all in the character's mind. Yes, and how disappointing that can be and why your English teacher told you you shouldn't do it because it's no good. <laughs> Very amusing and witty. <laughs> All right, that's it from us, ladies and gentlemen. We will talk to you next week. Uh, bye bye. Oh, goodbye now. Oh, a bit of hockey made a roll right off the field and salt into you until the grand old time.